Lloyd, man, no babe is worth it, dude. No, no. Listen, hang with us, man. We'll teach you Bibles for right, the truth. Right. Lloyd, man, you can't even trust them, That's man. Because right, you know what's man. about? They spend your money and they tell That's their friends it. everything, everything. Man. It's about economics. That's valid, they tell them everything, That's man. Valid. All you gotta do is find a girl who looks just like her, do that. nail her, and then dump her, man. Dump her, Get man. her off your mind. Right. Your only mistake is that you didn't dump her first. Word. Diane Court is a show pony. I you need a stallion, my friend. <laughs> walk with us and you walk tall. Walk tall, my man. Bitches, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay, and I know I called this guy the cornerstone of the culture last episode, but we got a little pushback from that. Shout out, shout out to my nigga Greg. Man, nigga Greg, <laughs> hater, dog. Bro, he said Willie is not the cornerstone of the culture. That's fucked up, man. I don't know what you did to Greg. I did nothing to Greg. You must have did something to Greg. Just, he just remembers me as an urban legend, so therefore... He just feels the need to, you know, push back, you know, because he, he looks at me as the type of guy that, you know, needs to be brought back into reality from time to time. But the truth is, I'm a myth. I don't really exist. We're going to have to get Greg back on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and speaking of that, like, I just, me personally, like, I'm cool with all the Skyping and shit and being on the phone, but... That, that that was cool in the past, but like if you're finna be on No Boundaries podcast, you finna come in person, you finna sit with us. We're finna we're finna actually exchange thoughts and actually be able to peep each other's body language, actually better look each other in the eyes, and make sure we're being honest, make make sure that we're not you know miscommunicating. I think face to face communication is the best way to do things. That's why face to face communication is the best way to do things in life. Period, regardless of any kind of situation that's going on. Whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's anything else, face to face communication is the best. I guess that's something we'll, we'll just have to catch him during the holidays when he, when he back in. The yeah, field. yeah. He, I mean, shit. His his girl, uh, flight attendant. He all he in the air all the time. Let me put Greg business. Man, fuck that. <laughs> he said. He said I went to Cornerstone. <laughs> she better ask somebody. I was out in Pennsylvania to represent. No, no, the corner way out there. She in the snow in vans. Man, let me tell you something about PA dog. I, I go to places like that, dog, and it just makes me realize that Houston people are shitty. Damn. They really are. Dog. They're really, really mean people out here for no reason. And, like, we have a lot of shit out here. Like, when you really think about job opportunities and, you know, the positive shit, because I was about to say traffic, which would be like, <laughs> traffic will piss a nigga off. But in the day... That traffic exists because everybody, a lot of people that are on the road have somewhere to go. Niggas just ain't on the road for no reason. I like to believe that. So Sometimes I'll be on the road for no reason, but I avoid those high traffic times. Yeah, I imagine you don't jump on the freeway when you're you just out and about. You ain't finna just jump on the freeway. No, I avoid the shit out of the freeway Hell when I'm yeah. just out and about. So, I mean, I, I really just look at Houston now. When I Every time I, I visit a small town and I see the things that Houstonians or people in big cities take for granted. I'd be like, oh, y'all really tripping. Like, I was literally in a city where it's only three jobs that make up for the for the the market out out there. Like, you had Amazon, you got Carlisle, you got CenturyLink. If you don't work for one of those three places, you probably broke. You know, point straight blank up, period. You know, so unless you, unless you own one of those little mom and pops, but like that's the reality of living in a small town and like. Bro, I felt like I was in Chick-fil-A the whole time. Like, <laughs> People were so nice, huh? Everybody was just nice, bro. Like, 
And I, I didn't I didn't look around and like give a fuck about what people's skin color were because I knew for a fact that most of the people out there which is, they living their life, bro. Like they they going day to day, living their lives, not worried about the dumb shit that big city people are worried about. And you know, I mean, people could take that any way they want to and twist it, but I really don't care. Like I said, I had a good experience out there. I mean, shit, even in, even when I was in seven inches of snow with my vans on, toes wet. Yeah, you know, it was it, it is what it is, bro. But. People out here, man, people in big cities usually are pretty shitty, dog, and, like, I really I really don't like that shit. I really don't like that knowing that we have so much out here. Like, that shit just really pisses me off. But at the same time, you know, I was listening to our episode of No LOLs in 2018. Classic. <laughs> and that, that whole, hey, that whole really ride, though. It really do ride, though. But, um... I mean, I listened to some of the stuff we said on there, and it just—I really felt like a lot of the shit that we said was still, it still, it still stands to this day. Like, but I ain't even gonna go going all that, man. Anyway. <laughs> oh, side man. note, side note, side note. Look, the earliest that any of y'all are possibly hearing this is on Thanksgiving Day. Oh yeah, Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving. I do with, celebrate the slaughter of many, 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 many Native Americans, but hey, <laughs> I guess we all do. And with that being said. <laughs> We're not finna give y'all this A1 episode. Oh, yeah. We finna be I'm not finna give y'all the good shit. <laughs> I'm finna be that mental jumping bean that Crystal Clear loves so much. <laughs> Shout Just, out to Crystal Clear one hey, time. You know, I got it. That's what we gonna do, man. Y'all probably... I mean, it's... I think it means a lot. It means a lot for somebody to actually tune into this on Turkey Day. You know, while you while you driving between houses with, with your to-go cooler. I got a to-go cooler. Did I tell you that? That's some trifling shit. I, I got, I got I get I get the meal prep joints. And I get the to-go cooler, take the meal prep joints, make my plates, put them in the to-go cooler. Because I got to go to at least two houses. You ain't right. I got to go to one grandparent's house, and I catch the first football game to come on at noon. And then I go to the other grandparent's house, and I catch the second football game to come on at, what, Mm -mm. three? Mm -mm. Back to the house by eight Mm o'clock. I hope they kick you out. No, they love me. No, they don't need to. (laughs) No, but seriously, though, in Houston, I mean, nationwide, Thanksgiving is the number one day. For drinking, like people, people don't people think people see they hear that and they're like, no, I believe that shit. Like, what about St. Patrick's Day? Like, like, no, like when it comes down to alcohol in bars and people bar hopping and partying, Thanksgiving night is the number one night across across the U.S. To so, get yeah, active, you gotta be careful. To get yeah. active, yeah, you gotta be real careful because I mean, Thursday already is a happening night for some people because for a lot of people. Thursday is their Friday. So Thursday, Friday, you know, that's already normal. They're already off. And then you about to give it to them. They're going to be off, you know, for sure with multiple other people. Oh, it go down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, people don't really fuck with Black Friday like that anymore. I mean, niggas ain't got money like that. I mean, I mean the people that got it, they just do it for, for the event. Like, yeah. you're really not getting too many bargains unless you're going like, okay, I need a TV and I'm trying to... Excuse me. Trying to yeah, get a TV for the load. That TV probably fifteen percent off. At best. Yeah, your job At probably get a better discount than that. At best. But shit, man. I had. I, I was hoping that we would have got to this um, earlier in the week because I had some. I had some shit, but now it's a little irrelevant. Like what? We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Black <laughs> Black album turned fifteen this 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 past week. It did. Yeah. Came oh, out in two thousand three. I didn't hear nothing about that at all. 
See, the crazy thing, I was talking to somebody about it. I was like, to me, you know how we always talk about how music hits you at a point in life and it, it kind of, you know, sticks with you or you, you're in a transitional period when some music comes out and you always remember that. The yeah. Black Album was something like that for me. Like, it was, it came out in 2003. I was, I was in that, that prepubescent stage where I was, I was getting ready to become, like, a man, and, and, but I wasn't quite there yet. You're about to be a sophomore, right? Yeah, yeah, I was by my sophomore I, I year. Yeah, damn, you old as fuck. So you know, that, and that, and that stuck with me. And I actually wrote, I wrote that all the way through high school. And I remember even, even in college, you know, when I was finishing college, you know, my I had my quote was, um, "Maybe you love me when I fade to black." Like you know, pulled it straight from the album because you know I'm leaving now. Like the black album was supposed to be Jay's farewell. And here, here I am leaving college. It was my farewell when I went and worked at Wells Fargo. My last day out on the on the on the whiteboard, I wrote grand opening, grand closing. Like you know, that was my out. Like wow. I, I missed that album tough. I mean, I, you know how you see the memes was like, all right, you got to recite this one song word for word to get a million dollars or something. Like I run through the whole album. Jesus, whole album. I mean, I've always said if, if he would have actually went out with that being his last album, he would have actually, in my eyes, went out as the GOAT because that would have been the perfect ending, you know, just like if Jordan would have never came back and played for the Wizards. I mean, he'd have, it would have been hard to argue, but, you know, nigga wanted to come out with Kingdom Come. Which, I was talking <laughs> to my barber, Kingdom Come isn't that bad of an album. Let me tell you why Kingdom Come is bad. You can tell he was writing his rhymes. Like if you if you listen to Jay Z's catalog and you know and understand his delivery, when you listen to Kingdom Come, you can tell he's sitting there and he's reading lines on certain tracks, hmm. and you, and you know that you, even like if you listen to Lil Wayne, you can tell Wayne is freestyling these lyrics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if like, Wayne were to write something down and try to read it, you could tell there's a, there's a distinct difference. Hmm. And I could tell that in a lot of the Kingdom Come tracks, like you know, oh this metaphor was dope, but I can tell that you're reading it. Hmm. Not to take that away from you, but you know. I just remember the energy of the album. I think it was like 06, 07, and the energy of the album was very, you know, popish to me. And I just, you know, I've always it, it was it was a very rich Jay Z at that time. A very rich Jay Z, and I, I'm still even at the age I am now. I'm still, I'm still shooting for the more low key artist, the more you know, the more I guess hipster type artists. Like I enjoy those more than the super duper mainstream. Don't get me wrong, I have some super duper mainstream artists I listen to, but I I also feel like their sound is still not accepted by the masses. What do you think about that Anderson Pop? Uh, I enjoyed it, man. He he uh he has a uh, he has a, a, a swag that is incomparable and it's like it's funny when he gets on the mic. Like he 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 delivers something that's uh Sort of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, I, I his album probably not in my top 10 this year, just based on the fact that I don't have a top 10. But uh, <laughs> I, I probably got like a top five. Yeah, I, I could do a top five. And my top five is still pretty much the same, just due to the fact that I, it's a little stubbornness to it. It's just too much music. But his his album is, his, his is going to be top 10 on somebody's list. But what genre do you put it in? He ain't rap. No. You know, so... I, like it, said, it, it, it's, it's almost pop, but it's like it's like cruising music. Yeah, like it's, like it's, when I was listening to it in the car, I was like, "This is where this is album is supposed to be listened to." It yeah, like it's, it shouldn't be listened to. At it's the for house. California. Yeah, <laughs> it should be in the car. You should be driving somewhere listening to this album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey, speaking of California, it's weird to me how 
it's like every time there's a fire, like the little a, a forest fires that go on out there, that like the news portrays it like it never happens. Like I swear this shit happens like every couple of years. Or no, every, no, every year. it happens every single yeah, year. Yeah, I was, you know, I actually, I, like, I think, I think the size of it is bigger this year but than what, typical. But, but I, I want to say last year, year there was one that looked like somebody was driving in the hell. Like it was, I remember, yeah, it was I a remember video, seeing that. And yeah. I'm like, dude, that shit's scary shit. And like, I remember like two years before that, they had mudslides. Like California is known for like tragic. Natural ecological events. natural disasters happening so and that's something we talked about on uh, no lols um we talked about how um people literally don't think for themselves they just let the media talk for them like they let the media think for them it's like the media is going to shift your thought process i mean we say that on every episode but i remember that's pretty much how we started off the year and we were talking about how it's funny it's funny as fuck the way People forget so fast. Like I literally think people's attention span is it might be fifteen minutes, maybe thirteen. I'm serious, dog. I think you're being generous. Niggas be like niggas are forgetful. Like, and I even catch myself being forgetful. I'm asking you if the California fire happened every year. Yeah, I know they happen every year, but it's like, damn, did the media tell me that, or is that something I'm actually thinking about? And it's um. It's fucked up because, like I said, I actually was with somebody on my on the trip to Pennsylvania. We, I was with somebody that had just left from that. I think she stayed in a Rancho Cucamonga, and she was like, "Like you, you look up and you can see, you can see like that. The, you think it's the, the rain is coming, but it's just dark in that spot. And it's like, man, that's fucking terrifying. It was like, but y'all love that. Y'all love that state, don't y'all? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like not, nothing like California, like." I mean, I mean, but look at us. Hurricanes come through, yeah. Wash people out. We bury it, yeah. Rebuild, yeah. same spot, not moving. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And I, but there, there are places that don't deal with this type of shit. But they're not popular though. Like nobody wants to. I was, I was, um, somebody was asking me about politics because they were listening to one of our last episodes and they was asking us about asking me about politics, and then um. You know, asking about, you know, capitalism, socialism, com- communism, blah, 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 all kinds of shit. And then they start talking about how I had referenced the fact that the um, the number one job for males that graduate from high school with, you know, and don't go to college, you know, they usually end up being truck drivers. And it was funny, uh, well, it's not funny, but it's ironically um, that that's one of the main reasons why I went out to PA was to... Uh, we talked. We, we talked about the transit industry, and I actually got like some real legit facts that I won't get into. But I want to say that say, at that same time when I was talking about it, UPS was going on strike. So if you order something on, on Amazon, you better make sure it's Amazon Prime, and you better make sure that you avoid anything other than Amazon Prime because it's either gonna go snail mail or UPS gonna leave your shit in the office because they're on, they're on strike right now. And that's it's funny because I haven't seen it. It's not public. That's something that only people in my industry know about. But UPS drivers and warehouse workers are planning a strike in a lot of areas, and some of it already has already occurred. During but, the um, holiday season too. Yeah, because they're worth they're worth, and you know why they're really going on strike? Because of Amazon. Because they're you know they're. I, I told you my Amazon theory, right? What's the Amazon theory? That eventually they're going to pri- um, privatize the U.S. Postal Service. They they were talking about that this week. I, um, I, I see it coming. Like Amazon's going to take over the U.S. Postal Service. They said 
because 90, I think they say 98% of the mail that is delivered, the 98% of the mail that USPS post office workers deliver is Amazon. You know, those are people wow. that are Amazon Prime. I mean, when you think about it, all your bills can be paid online for the most yep. part. Like the you most, the, the most that you, shit. the most that you get in the mail are junk mail, junk mail, flyers, ads, whatever, credit card applications, yeah. debt consolidation stuff. Like that's all you really get in the mail. I don't remember the last vital piece of mail that I got. Yeah. Like they still mail me, they mail me my invoice for rent, but then they'll send me an email and say, Hey, you know, yeah. pay your rent online. And, and then with us becoming more eco-friendly too, like all this paper is unnecessary. Very. I mean, even the drivers in Amazon have to worry about the drones taking their jobs where they just drop off packages. I'm just saying, like, if you could actually remote program a motherfucking drone to drop off a package to Jay Brooks, like, that's crazy. Drop it right on the doorstep. And, 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 and you ain't got to sign nothing, no hassle. Like, that's crazy, but that's that's what we're going to. Um, and I It'll be it. on the next season of Black Mirror. Oh man, we talked about Black Mirror on there too. <laughs> we actually fucking uh, reviewed each episode. That was kind of funny. I st- I still like the same episodes. Um, my mind hasn't changed on that. Um, but I bring this up to say like, um, the the transit industry is it's 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 crazy how when you think about the reason autonomous vehicles are actually coming into play. And it's mainly because we as a society are being, how do I say this? We're not as hands-on as we used to be anymore. Meaning, although you still have people that want to be truck drivers, they're not trying to drive across the, across the nation anymore because they're trying to see their family every night like that's a big deal for them so it's like yeah i mean they're gonna work for walmart or uh towards our us no not towards the rest no more not towards the rest no more wow uh yeah but they'd somewhere rather... where they can come home every day yeah yeah you know but so... I, I, I still see a lot of people's like hey i'm getting my cdl i'm getting my... a lot of these people are felons but you know that because yeah. they they're hiring felons so yeah but hey people but... are still getting their cdls to go out here and do these jobs and 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 people like that are infatuated with the numbers. Oh, such and such say, you know, I he took a trip to Ohio and back and he made five racks. You know, and that only took him two days. So like, I'll do that and be at the house for the rest of the week. They could pull those numbers, but that's the problem, dog. That's the problem with capitalism. You know, that's the problem with living in this in this in the United States. Like a businessman is always looking at his bottom line. Like, it's like, hold the fuck up. I don't want anybody to be able to negotiate with me to the point where I'm sitting there negotiating and it's like, I have nothing to bargain with. So that's where we are now with the trucking industry to make a long story short. And I just thought it was, it was something cool that I learned out there because it's like, you have to take into account that the societal changes from when we were, the way we operated in the nineties compared to how we're operating going into the 2020s. Like, it's a whole different mind frame. Like me personally, and now I'm about to get on a soapbox, <laughs> but me personally, I believe that the two things in society that are driving a lot of us mad, or I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but like two things that I've noticed in society recently is 
the obsession with greed and the 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 envious people towards those that are greedy. You know what I mean? Like you have you have one side that's greedy and they're making their money and they're right. not giving a fuck about anybody else. Right. But then you have other people that are like they're jealous of that. Like they want to they want to they want to they want to put out this show like, "Oh, I'm, I feel so sorry for poor people." But the reality is, they just don't want to be poor. They'd rather be that person on the other side making millions and millions. They want to be Jeff Bezos. That's what I, that's what I was exactly That's, that's what say. it is. Like, you don't have you don't hate Jeff Bezos because of the fact that he's a millionaire and he created something that you utilize almost every week. You hate Jeff Bezos cuz you're not him. You that's all it is. And that's not everybody, but that's a large amount of people that I see expressing their thoughts on a Twitter or a Tumblr. Like the younger generation is so envious of the greedy and successful because that's what they are. That certain level of greed that has catapulted them to a point in society where they're untouchable, like that's it, it sucks when you wake up and you you pull up to the store and you're you're still paying notes on your car and then this this rich white guy pulls up in his Tesla. Like they don't like that lopsidedness in society. Go I got ahead. I got a quick story. Yeah, we was at we was at work uh, a couple months back, and we were talking about buying stuff. And I I was mentioning my my computer. Like yeah, I, I mentioned oh yeah, I still still have a note on my on my MacBook that I'm still making payments on. And so one guy in the room, and I'm he he's 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 a character basically. He's one of those people who's, who's loud. They're always talking. He goes. Oh, you're over there. You're just out there making the minimum payments. So I say, first and foremost, my man, fuck you. Second of all, no, I'm not making the minimum payments. You just live at home with your parents. Oh, man. I got my own place. I got my own car, though. And I got my own bills. You're budgeting. Yeah. If I lived at home with some, or live with somebody else where I wasn't paying rent, oh, best believe this would have been paid off. Four but or five since, payments. Yeah, but since... I don't, I have to manage my money a little bit better. Budget. So, <laughs> yes, was I was I a little jealous that he has a little more disposable income since he lives at, at home? A little bit. It, but perfect. when yeah, I walk through his that. door and I can take my pants off right there yeah. and leave them right there, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. It's it, it hurts a person like a lot of people that are like between 18 and maybe 25. They hate the fact that they live in a in a country where more than likely for them to have like those lavish things that they want to have that they have to have a roommate. They have to um they might have to live with their parents until they're 28, 29, 30 to get their shit together. Uh they 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 have to have a note for 5 or 6 years. They you know they're not going to be able to pay their car off in time. And a lot of that shit brings envy. That that it's it's and being envious isn't the worst thing you can be, but being envious and not, you know, not realizing that you're just, you're bitter and you're, you're, you got, I think you made a post about that one day. Like that's your fault. Like that's something you can change. I mean, it's unfortunate that some people have to get up and work two jobs, you know, but that's the reality of not having the the knowledge of knowing how to create your own Facebook that's, or that's, create Instagram. That's the reality of that, that hole you dug. You know, and, and basically, a lot of, basically, you have to own it. You can run from it, yeah, for as long as you want to, but eventually, you have to own it. Yeah, and and I tell people all the time, like, I don't hate socialism. I don't hate the idea of 
of universal income. But when you when you really when you really realize that you're allowing your government to tell you that this is all you can do, you're basically you can no longer have that mindset of the sky is the limit. Because that you do have a limit and it is not the sky anymore when you start developing those those type of uh, governments that limit you. Like people when people talk about success, let's just be honest. When people talk about success, they're talking about popularity and wealth. If you live in that type of society, popularity is something you may be able to attain, but wealth won't be. You know what I'm saying? And that's that sucks because just imagine like nobody ever liked the fact that when we were um when we were in class and one person acted up, we don't get treats anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like people don't like being accountable for each other. People don't like being accountable for themselves. So imagine having to have the whole fucking nation accountable for you. Like that would suck. Like, like, like to your example, there's 20 of us in here. Yeah. One person fuck up. One person fuck up and we all got to suffer. And not only that, or let's just say, you know, there's 20 of us in here. And we're all we're all expected to get the same. Um, the, we all expected to set, get the same outcome per se. So we're all getting the same outcome, but that that um, that input is different. Mm-hmm. Like my input is more. Why am I getting the same outcome as this person if my input is more? The group I, the group project theory. Exactly. Like it's four of us in this group. One nigga slept the whole time. The the second nigga just copied the other nigga, and then the, the main nigga gave all the answers. Like. That's not fair. And um, it's a lot of people that feel like there is no such thing as fair in America. But the reality is, and we talked about it on the last episode, it may not be a, a fair that everybody can see from their perspectives, but I do believe that we do have Jay-Z's out there. We do have LeBron's out there. We do have Oprah's. And every time I see those people, I know that I don't have to sign my soul away to the Illuminati to get to that level. I know that it's a good chance that work effort might get me there. Yeah. So why not? But once again, when you when you're starting to breed a bunch of envious people, the first go to is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to tear those people at the top down so they have to share with me what they worked hard to get. Because to me, it, it's crazy to me when you like look at a lot of these people's backstory and like. There's legit proof that some of these people actually worked their ass off to get to where they got to. When most backstories you hear is somebody's back was against the wall. Shit. And that's all they had. And they succeeded. And they had to put everything they had into this. Yeah. LeBron's back was against the wall. It was him and his mom. And most of the time, you know, he had to crash with his teammates or something like that because she couldn't support him or, or something like that. His back was against the wall. Yeah. Oprah was. Didn't they fire Oprah a bunch of times? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they. I, I was thinking about something else. I'm not gonna mention it because I don't know if it's a fact or not. And I don't want to. I don't want to slander Come the great on, man, Oprah like that. Man. I don't want to slander the great Oprah like that. Not on Thanksgiving. Not on Thanksgiving. I mean, I know she had an abortion. What, no, 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 nothing like that. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you. I thought later. she was at the sex like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you get there listen, quick, huh? Listen, I'm talking about whatever the fuck I want to right now because we probably gonna have about 20 people listen to this episode and they just gotta deal with it. Hey, hey as long as one of them 20 people isn't Oprah, straight up. And, no. if, and if it is Oprah, I hope she call us and say, nah, I wasn't out there slinging ass in Chicago. You know the phone number. <laughs> Shit. It's, it's on the cards. It's on the Instagram. You know it. But nah, man, you know, I, I really I really am seriously, I, I really advocate for people to like not give up. Like, I really feel like 
that is where we are in society. That was something that when I was out there and listening to like, we had a lot of speakers come out there and talk to us when we were out of town, you know, at our little convention or whatever. And I just, they kept talking about how basically it's this downward spiral. Like we're getting, we're getting physically weak, spiritually weak and mentally weak as a, as a whole first world society, as America being the, the, you know, the place to be regardless of how we're you victim view society it. now. You say what? We're a victim society now. Yeah, it's it's sad because it's like you realize that it's not even necessarily about holding on to traditions. It's simply about people getting things or getting to places that we never even imagined. Like we didn't imagine that somebody would be able to say, Hey, I'm gonna invent this this taxi service to where I don't even own any cars. And then <laughs> you use your car. You will use your car. I'm going to make money off of that. And I'm going to become a billionaire. And when I become a billionaire, I'm, I'm going to live my lavish life because I thought of it. It was my imagination that created this success story. And now we haven't, so many people are like seeing that and they're like, damn, like that's unbelievable. And it's, it's so unbelievable. All people can say is, ah, I wish I'd have thought of that first. But you didn't. But you know what you can do? You can think of something. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can think of something. There are kids something. on YouTube getting paid to open toys. A lot of times all it takes is to be the first. That's it. Consistency. Be the first. Don't give up. Like There are a lot of success stories out there where people are like, man, I, just, I was just doing what I normally do. And the next thing I know, bam. And, and even in that book, um, how to make shit happen, he talks about it. if you see somebody doing where you're trying to, what you're trying to do, copy that shit. They put the blueprint out there for you. Copy that shit. That that, that can work. That can work. That'll work more than you just being a hater. Yeah. Straight up. And 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 and, and I've always said, you know, I'd definitely rather be a hater than a dick rider. But at the same time, you know, if you're putting in your own work. I would never consider that being a dick rider because, nigga, a lot of artists copy other great artists. Think about <laughs> it. You got Amazon Prime, two day shipping. What does Walmart now offer? Two day yep. shipping. You got you got to be able to get into that battle and, and if you can if you can adapt to that market, then adapt. Yes, yes, you're copying. Yes, you're not the original, but you're doing a, a different product. Yeah, H E B ain't the only one with a curbside. <laughs> you can get curbside at HEB You get curbside at Kroger You get curbside at Walmart You finna be able to get curbside at Whole Foods Oh wow Yeah you just I mean that's what it's all about Like I say it all the time Like you're not finna discourage me Like I'm not trying to be a millionaire Off, off a podcast But I you're am. not gonna discourage <laughs> Yeah I know Yeah 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 But you're not gonna discourage me oh, yeah. You're not gonna discourage me From doing a podcast Because you have a million other podcasts out there Like everybody has their interest Everybody has their niche. Like this is this is a whole big world. And, and I know I'm giving you something that you can't get everywhere else. Yeah, and even if you can, Nobody, you're here. You're not gonna you're not gonna get the life and experiences of Jay Brooks from anybody. That's else. true. That's true. You're, you're just not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Welly is one of a kind. You are the cornerstone. Of the <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like I said, I I think I said I'm gonna get on my soapbox because I realize a lot of things like when. You know me. I, I, when I'm in isolation, I'm gonna I pick up a lot, and a lot of times out there, I was I had to speak out there a lot too. Um, I realized, man, women are very very shy when it comes to like group. When it comes to group talk and like, I guess 
those type of women were, were very shy. Like I had to get up and talk a whole lot. And mm-hmm. um, another thing that we spoke about was um, was just what how do you how do you manage um, not falling victim to the to the trends? And um, I, I agree I agree with what you said with the book that you're reading. I believe you find your structure, you find what works for you, and you fucking stick to that, you know. And at the end of the day, I mean, how could if you go wrong, you know, make adjustments, adjust. Like that's what humans do. Like one 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 bad moment doesn't make it a bad day. Yeah, exactly. But we're very prone to that. Like a nigga have one bad moment a day, and the rest of his week is just shitty because we we. we I, I, I know because that happens to me. Yeah. Something bad happened in my day, and I'm like, all right, everything I said I was doing when I got home from work, that's not happening. I'm just gonna go home and get in bed. It happens sometimes, man. But you you can't you can't be you can't let negative energy consume you to the point where you just start you just become a sheep and just pretend to be happy because I think that's what a lot of people do these days like I think it's real healthy for somebody to be able to go to their friends and and be able to say hey man you know I just went through a breakup and this is, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And then, although your friends ain't finna give you the best advice, it's still a healthy environment. And you can sit there. And, I mean, unless your friends are like our friends and they're trash. Uh, very true. But it's still, that 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 moment is still a learning moment. Because you be like, man, all these niggas broke. All these niggas ugly. All these niggas ain't got no girlfriends. Why am I listening to these guys? <laughs> I need to find another, I need to find another avenue. And that's, but that's, that's the good thing about living the life you live, like you're not limited to one choice all the time. Like you have multiple choices. You have multiple. You have multiple ways to to get out of that funk that you may be in. You know, that's you know, like I said, soapbox, man. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just I, I get. I guess when I get away from home, it, it makes me realize that there is so much more, and. I'm I mean, not, you, you ain't never been nowhere until you go somewhere. Straight And up. then you, you realize you interact with these other parts of the country alone. It's not just saying, you know, oh, I, inter- I, I went from Houston to Dallas. No, you went to the East Coast. You went to the West Coast. You went to the Midwest. You see that people act differently in, in different environments. Yeah. Like, like even when I, I t- I've talked about this on the podcast before, like going to New York is a whole different experience. Like I felt at home because it's such a melting pot. Like I could look and see. 15 black people mm-hmm. and feel okay. I could, I could, I, I know that, okay, they look like me. Even when I went up there for work and I'm in the middle of Manhattan and I got on a suit, I could see black people in suits in Manhattan and be like, okay, I fit in. Or then I could like bust down after work, catch the subway out to Brooklyn and I could see black people in Brooklyn that look just like me. So it's not, and in, in Texas, I go to work, I might be the only black person there. It that, happens. That that is the reality. Uh, that's why I don't. I'm not a fan of this. Um, I told you earlier. Like I'm not a fan of white guilt. I think white guilt is. Uh, I think it's 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 a form of mental illness because um, I don't think that anybody you should be out here diagnosing people. No, I mean I, <laughs> shit. They loose. They loosely call mental illness mental illness for shit. I don't think it's mental illness, but I'm a I'm gonna use that term just based on the fact that. I think there has to be something wrong with you for you to look at your own self for for you to look at yourself in the mirror and be mad at the fact that you were born away that in which you couldn't control and the so the social constructs in which put you in your position you shouldn't be mad at that like that's your destiny like 
it is what it is. So the white guilt route is weak to me. Don't don't come in a room and say, oh, I walked in a room and didn't see enough diversity. You just woke up one day and just realized that <laughs> you were the only, you. it was nothing but white people here? Are you retarded? Like, 90% of the rooms you walk into, you're not going to see enough, enough diversity. It, 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 There's points in times when you can go into Breakfast Club and not see enough diversity. Dog, that is the reality of America. You know why? Because there are cultural differences out here. You know how many places I go to and I don't see Asians? You know why? Because Asians probably are somewhere that Asians fuck They're around in Chinatown. With. Yeah. Like, when I go in, when I walk into a, a restaurant, um, uh, shout out to Mala. That's my favorite um, restaurant in Chinatown. What is it? It's called Mala. Oh, okay. Favorite restaurant in Chinatown. When I work in, in Chinatown, that's the only place I'll eat. If they okay. try to go anywhere else, I'm not going to. But I fuck I with to check Mala. it out then. Um, and I go to Mize, but that's not in Chinatown. That's more Midtown. But, I've been you know, to Mize once. Yeah, cool. I like Mize. But anyways, going in there, I don't walk in and be like, you know what? It's not enough black people in here. That's retarded. Like, you, you have to realize where you're at. That's, a, that's, there's something wrong with a person when that is the only thing that they can notice about a room. Like, my main concern to me is. But the thing, the thing even with that, not to cut you off or anything, but I can walk into a room and be like. It's not enough gay people in here. That's what I'm saying. It's not enough straight people in here. Where the dogs at? Where the service dogs at? <laughs> where, where, where my dogs at? Y'all, y'all discriminate. It's service dogs, aren't y'all? Why Why everybody here in here? Why everybody napping hair in here? Why we're straight hair? We're oh, every, hair? everybody got a perm. Come on, man. Like When, when we're obsessing over... What, what, what is, it's basically identity politics. When you're, when you're obsessing over little things like that, that's when you know something's wrong. The, you're... Your main concern is your safety in that room, in my opinion. Like, do I feel safe here? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're uncomfortable there because you're the only black person, well, that's that's an internal problem. Because nine times out of ten, probably anybody gonna fuck with you. No, hey. they're scared of you. <laughs> hey, like honestly, when you see when you see the snake, I'm scared of the snake. The snake's scared of you. <laughs> honestly, you know, but I was in the airport. Like, am I supposed to be mad because 98 percent of the passengers on that fucking plane are white? Like, what can I do about that? And y'all need to give y'all tickets away to some niggas out there, man. There's niggas out here that need to go to Houston, too. <laughs> like, what? Like, seriously? Like, I You just, can't put your cape on for everything. You can't. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I under, I know what they're trying to do. Like, I know that they're basically trying to stretch affirmative action further to the point where, oh, I want a woman in here. I want a, I want a black person in here. Like, we even talked about it once again on No LOLs. We talked about how... Um, H&M had a, possibly had a discussion board and you said that you felt like it was nothing but white men on that discussion board. And when you think about it, I mean, shit, yeah, you might be right. It might be number of white men on that discussion board. But at the end of the day, did anybody fill out an application to get to that discussion board that wasn't <laughs> white? It's a possibility there wasn't. A black I didn't even know y'all was hiring for discussion boards. Exactly. Bro, I'm telling you, like, H&M management probably... At that time, was probably real exclusive and probably didn't need that many. Is it H&M like Swedish anyway, something like that? As far as I know, I think yeah, I think it is Swedish or South South African. Who knows? I had no fucking clue. But see, that's what I'm saying. You got it. It's the same thing I said a couple of weeks ago. You cannot strip somebody away from something just because you 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 let him do all the work. Which uh, speaking of, if you get a chance to watch a Netflix original, it's called uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Coen Brothers. I don't know if you are familiar with their work, No Country for Old Men. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I watched, I watched that whole movie while I was getting my tattoo. 
Seriously. Bro, it took five hours to get this tattoo. And he had it on. And I was, I was like, what is this? And he, tell, he tells me, I was like, y'all, I've never seen this. And he just goes into it. That's a good-ass movie. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. I would have to agree. Yeah, uh, the Coen Brothers is special. I'd hate to say it. I want to say No Country for Old Men for sure, unless I got it mixed up with something else. But um, them dudes are special, bro. And they, they know how to they know how to do period pieces. And um, the ballad for Buster Scruggs, it's... It's obviously you know what a ballad is. A ballad is a short song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can just tell you right now, every every it's it's I think it's five ballads, and um, they're not songs really, but there are five stories. And, and the reason I brought this up was because I think one of my favorite stories was the one where um, this guy obviously he was out there on the west coast and he was uh, he was gold mining because you know back during the gold rush niggas was out there trying to get it. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for nobody, but basically, just imagine you out there trying to mine for gold, and somebody watch you do all the work, <laughs> and they just try to come behind you and, and pop you, yeah. and when you find a, a pocket of gold, and I just felt like that they was just good. come sit right next to you. Yeah, you know, like scoop, just scoop, 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 like, Nah, bro, this my gold. Scoop, I, scoop. I did this. I worked my ass off for this, and that's the reality that we're in. Like, you're not finna just come in. And take something I worked my ass off for. And you're not going to force me to to give away something to somebody that doesn't truly deserve it. Like, it's all about, once again, what we talk about how society isn't as hands-on as they used to be anymore. So, I'm going to say in the next five or ten years, you'll probably see an uprise in male nurses. Because it's probably going to be a lot of more people, you know, a lot more guys realizing, like... That field over there that was, you know, dominated by men is not necessary anymore. I'm going to start going over here to medical school. Or, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot more people shift their views or shift their, how do I say, uh, career plans just to kind of fit the way society is going. And society is going in a more, like I said, a more not, even though the nursing field is hands-on, but it's still a more... I guess I could say blue collar. Yeah, that's it's yeah, still a yeah. more respectable field rather than. Well, not saying that white collar isn't respectable. It's more of a knowledge base than a physical field. Th- there you go. I always get those mixed yeah. up. Don't quote me on that. But um, shit is gonna change. And if you're actually sitting back and observing the changes, you'll see like some of these changes may be for the good. Some of them may be for the bad. But I think no matter what, as long as you stay in America, you're gonna realize that if you're not competitive then it ain't going to matter. And you got to be competitive. You got to be competitive and you got to be willing to negotiate. You have to be competitive because complaining isn't working anymore. You can't complain about, oh, immigrants coming in here taking our jobs. Immigrants coming and taking our jobs. You better get out and do this job. Because you, you complain about somebody coming and doing a job that you don't want to do. I know we've said that before. Oh, yeah. So you complain about somebody coming to do a job that you don't want to do, but then you won't sit there and you won't draw, you know, some government aid. You better get out here. Y- y'all sitting here, and, and like I said, I don't even, I don't even Cause care. Because I, I guarantee you, it's somebody with an iPhone listening to this podcast that doesn't have a job. <laughs> Let that sink. Hey, it's the truth, though. iPhone, no job. Wow. <laughs> but like I said, man, I, I'm at the point where, hey, if if people feel that illegal immigrants Immigrants coming into this country is okay, and they don't fear these. They don't fear these immigrants. They don't fear these people. Cool. I'm just gonna be that type of person that's gonna be in the background saying, "Hey, don't get mad 
when you when you push to the side and these people are first class and you're second class because of the fact that you're not willing to work. They kept, I've they kept working it. and you leveled yeah, out. Yeah, because I've already said it. Like, Hispanics, Mexicans, they work their ass off. So, them coming into this country don't bother me because I know I work my ass off. You know, but there's a lot of people out there that's that's advocating for this shit that don't work their ass off, and they gonna be mad in the end. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, it it's. I'm not picking you just because you white and you've been here. I'm picking them because they come in here and they work hard. And your counterparts, them white businessmen, those white capitalists, that's at the top. They, they hiring they, somebody they want that's coming to come. in here to work hard. They want them to come. Yeah. Trust me. You know, they just obviously they don't want they don't want the uh, the violent ones to come. The ones that have that have records that. Are, are the type of records that you know, well, this nigga gonna probably be a repeat offender. We don't want him over here. That's different. But at the end of the day, shit, some people do change. You gotta look at, I, 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 when they say that, I say shit, you gotta look at that like with the police. There's some good cops and some bad cops. Straight up, man. You gotta Straight take up. everything in that bunch. I, I'm a firm believer. I, I should even Even you could, you could shut the borders down and have everybody come in like, like there should, and you're still gonna get some good. You're still gonna get some yeah. bad. It's just, that's the that's the reality of the world, but uh, like I said, I shit on humanity a lot. But the 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 truth is, I know that on a day to day basis, if I'm just in a random place, that I'm gonna I'm gonna bump into more kind and good people than I'm gonna bump into like malicious evil people. Like I don't think malicious evil people overrun the streets. Now on social media is different. I believe. Mostly, almost everybody on there evil. Bro, <laughs> they've been killing this cat with the neck for like two weeks now. Bro, like that's what I'm saying. Like. Social media pulls out a different side of people. Like on social media, I think most people are petty, evil, and they're bad. And that's why I can't really fuck with it. But in real life, for the most part, if I'm in a random place, I'm not expecting rudeness from everybody. Maybe one in four. Mm-hmm. Just you know, that, that's the truth. Like I, that's how I really view it. But then again, I'm not out here in society trying to shake everybody's hand, trying to meet everybody. Like I'm, I'm I watch from afar. I mind my business. A lot of y'all should try to do that too. <laughs> but man, you know, if, going back to um, envy and greed, I feel like if you really want to feel envy and greed, like sometimes you can find that shit real, real close to home, like like friends and family. Mm. You know, like I think the concept of Thanksgiving has always been kind of cool. Just based on the fact that obviously you get back with your, you know, you get back with your family. You probably ain't seen them all year. And, you know, y'all get together for a good reason. You and your cousins get out there. Yeah, you know, but then you start seeing these Thanksgiving clapbacks. And then you realize how shitty people can be to one another. You know, family, friends, you know. Even though I still believe it's one in four, but it's crazy how it could just be in your house. Like, at that moment, like, your own family looks at you like, you still doing this? You still on that? Man, you ain't did this yet? My nigga, if you don't move your bitch ass around, <laughs> like... If you don't find you some business under this turkey? Yeah, like, it, 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 Thanksgiving is already rough enough. Now people want to bring this Friendsgiving shit. <sighs> Whoever invented Friendsgiving... I'm going to need Whoever you. invented Friendsgiving, you like your friends too much. Golly! Do you really, though? Because I'm a firm believer in a lot of times I truly feel like people are either just taking advantage of the fact that, okay, you know, I'm going to do this Friendsgiving. I just, I'm lonely. I want to bring some people together, you know. Uh, 
I'm gonna put this shit together so I can so I can be around some people. Cool. But then again, I kind of feel like some people just be on some on some some petty shit, some nosy shit. And I'm gonna say because I say like, I see my people all the time. Yeah, so I'm saying like <laughs> it's like I think you just bringing me around because you just want to see what the fuck I got going on. You know, sometimes I don't feel the genuine goodness in some of these things that people make up. And Friendsgiving is definitely one of them. Like. I ain't knocking y'all for doing y'all Friendsgiving, but I just think that y'all just be on some other shit sometimes. And I'm definitely the type of nigga that you need to leave alone. Because I, <laughs> I don't like the ugly sweater party. Like, y'all can have fun at that shit. I just kind of think that a lot of this shit is just, y'all just be on, y'all just, y'all just extra as fuck, man. You, you, you're going out of your way to to hang out with people you already hang out with. And, and, and that's, the, that's the funny thing to me, because like, you already hang out with these people, and if you don't, then why all of a sudden you want to fuck with them now? Yeah, why all of a sudden? <laughs> like, are we friends now? I know, I know, I don't, I don't holler at you on a regular basis, but we friends now. Let's let's get together. No, I'm not bringing nothing to your friends giving or your potluck or your the ugly sweater party. No, I don't fuck with you in February. I ain't fucking with you in January, November, <laughs> December. Like that's what I that's what I'm basically on. And like, even though we didn't have New Year's resolution, we both was like basically like. One of the things that for 2018 that we were going to do was, you know, we were going to be honest. And I think we've done a good job at that. Even when we spoke on topics that have, you know, ruffled some feathers. That was me being honest. And when you're being honest, you know what you know what the possibility is? You're going to risk being offensive. And that is okay. Because at the end of the day, freedom of speech allows you that. Freedom of speech allows you to... To, to take that risk. And you have the right to be offended. But guess what? Ain't finna change nothing for me. I'ma just realize that you just one person that I can't express this view to without triggering you. And if I have respect for you, I won't how do I say I won't use that trigger against you maliciously. It's as simple as that. You know, I, if I know somebody is real sensitive about, you know, gays and stuff like that, I ain't finna be out here, you know, slandering gays and shit. I'm gonna do it behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, like that's. I think that's what it is to be a kind person. Is to is to know what situation you're in and be and be fair about each person you come across. That's there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't. It's people out there that we know are racist. We know they're racist. But for the most part, to us, they're just closet racists because they still treat us with respect and dignity. I think I think that's only fair. But um, I, I wish I could just write a book on on how to treat people, and it would be a New York Times bestseller. But at the same time, I, niggas ain't gonna read it. Oh, all they're gonna do is summarize and be like, treat people better than they treat you. <laughs> at the end of the day. Just treat people better than they treat you. <laughs> or treat people how you want to be treated. But then again, I guess some people like being treated know. like shit. Some people do like being treated like shit. Uh, man. It's a tough world we live in, man. Anything new on your side, man? I know I've been just rambling on, bro. It's it's about it's Thanksgiving. We gonna pretend like it's Thanksgiving today. It's Thanksgiving. It, it's what you ready well to eat? Um uh You taking see. too long. I'm 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 thinking you put me on the spot. Uh <laughs> Definitely in for some mac and cheese. That's high on the list. See, I don't, I don't make a big gluttonous plate though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, you know, let me get either. I, I like turkey for for Thanksgiving. I like ham for Christmas. So I'm definitely gonna get turkey. Let me just get turkey dressing. Um, 
macaroni and cheese, probably fruit salad. That's going to be my plate. I always just pretty much go for the dressing, bro, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, so I'll be one dressing and a cheesecake. Oh, well, see, dessert, that's a whole different thing. I I got to have. That's when you get gluttonous, huh? That's when the gluttony comes in. I got to have a sweet potato pie, a key lime pie, maybe buttermilk, depending on who cooking, because there's somebody that they can't cook that still cooks some shit. And mom, mom's is mom's is like like a wizard in in the kitchen. So whatever she baked, I'm 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 into she, it. I'm like right out there to Huntsville. Fuck she, it. She, right there, knocking the door. Like, hey, what's right up? Right out, right <laughs> out. What you cooking? Because I know she. <laughs> I got a group chat with her, her and my stepdad, and I hit him up. I was like, "So what y'all cooking?" <laughs> what they say? Uh, she was, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a couple of pies," and he said, "She gonna make a couple. You may not see a couple." <laughs> Dang! Are you ready to see the plates on social media? People posting their plates. We all eating the same thing. You ain't got to post your plate. You think they gonna post them anyway? Oh, he's still gonna post them. Oh man! Oh, honorable mention for um black broccoli rice and cheese casserole. I fucks with that tough too. What the fuck did you just say? Broccoli rice and cheese casserole. Oh, I'm like nigga, did you speak English just now? Yeah, yeah, I fucked with that tough too. So. What's wrong with your nose, Jay? Fucking allergies, man. Same over here. Same Basically. over here. But I was in 25 degree weather and seven inches of snow, so I have an excuse. You just a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> no, because it'd it be cold. It'd be cold, and I don't be putting on clothes. I'm one of those people. How was the weather out here? It was cold, right? Yeah, it, it got cold. Like yeah. I mean, it got cool. It wasn't cold or anything. I bought out a couple of my badass jackets. I ain't flex on nobody, but you know, I brought a couple of them out. Oh, okay. Just let them know I do this jacket. Stuff. Oh, okay. Do this jacket don't, shit one week out of the year. Don't sleep on me in Texas. No. That shit crazy living in this in Houston, bro. Like, I mean, cold is fifty degrees. Yeah, basically. To be honest, you basically. Know? And, I mean, there was a couple mornings there was some ice on the vehicles and stuff like that, but couple, you know, n- nothing major. Couple. Yeah. But uh, shit, man. You know, I, like I said, I, I hope everybody has a, a a joyous Turkey Day. Um, don't let anybody um, that is, is too woke. Ruin this day for you because <laughs> that's too woke. Just saying, man. You know, we just out here just trying to just trying to you know kick it with fam and and eat good food and we don't need nobody telling us about the about the Native Americans and the Pilgrims. It is what it is. We can't we can't do nothing about that no more. Cause I, I think we're too old for that one. We now. really too old for that one, bro. Like like I said, man. We can't we can't do shit about it. I mean, it, you could you could you know grieve over it for the next 30, 40 years, but what that's gonna get you? I guess that's one thing I do want to end off on, you know. Everybody out here is, is going through trials and tribulations, whether they vocalize it or not. But, um, and I've said this on many episodes this year, I still think that there are ways to to channel that energy in a way that is not detrimental to your mental, physical, or spiritual health, which was your life resolution you said that you want to make sure that you strengthen those things and uh i believe in the beginning of the year you were going to uh you were going to therapy and uh i guess you were doing the text therapy online therapy yeah i was doing that and then i i, tr- I transitioned to going to see an actual therapist which too. one felt better uh i i'd like the actual therapist i like because with the text therapist like they she was like you know i'll respond two times a day you know, on the weekdays, two times a day. So I could flood her with stuff and then 
you know, she'll get to it whenever she gets to it. But to actually go and physically talk to somebody, as we mentioned at the beginning of this show, to sit there in front of somebody and communicate face to face, so much better. You you felt the vibe. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I bring that up to say, I think when I, and, and I, this keeps coming up because I keep, you know, people make comments and I feel like I just need to make sure I address it. But, um, I think the overall goal, if I were a psychologist or a therapist or whatever, my overall goal would be to make sure that I'm strengthening the mind of my patient in a way that will guarantee his own success. Like I'm not here. I don't feel like your group of friends, your, your counselor, your counseling group, your support group. I don't believe that they are there to work as your medicine. I believe that they are there to, to work as your guide, so to speak. And, um, I think people going through major breakups, people going through all kinds of anxiety, all kinds of things. Like they need to realize that you're not going to, to a, a a therapist or a psychiatrist or anything like that for them to fix you. You're going to them because you're, you're already cool how you are. It's just that you're a little off and you need to get back on. So they need to be there to guide you. And I think that that's my thing. And that's why I look at people that are venturing off into seeking therapy and, and, you know, wanting that help. I think it's important for them to know what the end goal is going to be. What in conclusion, what's going to happen. I'm going to get back on track. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be off anymore because I don't think that most of us that are walking around in the general population are necessarily sick, sick in the head, like finna run up in the school and shoot him up type of shit. Um, it's funny because uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Temple Grandin. You know who Temple Grandin is? Mm-mm. Temple Grandin uh, is one of the uh, leading innovators or I would say spokesmen for autism. And um, she has a, a strong belief that we all have a certain type of mental wiring that makes us a little more peculiar than others, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're like retarded or anything because she was diagnosed with autism, like at age nine or 10. And this is back when autism wasn't mainstream like it is now. Um, her belief, her belief is some of the leading innovators when it comes to Einstein, Steve jobs. She talked about the, 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 uh, the nerds she bumped into in uh, Silicon Valley, she said pretty much all of them show signs of Asperger's or autism. And um, I think it was cool that she said that because it made me realize that instead of people looking at themselves like they're, they're fucked up and I need help, I think they need to start looking at those things as, as strengths rather than weaknesses. And realize Wait, it. are you are you doing your your Kanye that um my bipolar is a superpower? Uh, that's a that's a diet. You're diagnosing yourself with a disorder because you're switching. Like being bipolar, in my opinion, that's total personality. But like autism, Asperger's, those are brain functions that cause you to think a certain way. You're not like you're not like switching personalities. You are who you are, but you see things differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a schizo. They, they, that's multiple personalities and they're, they might be 
you know, I look at that shit like, nigga, you're that's scary to be around a schizoid. Yeah. Or that's scary to be around somebody that's genuinely bipolar and having to to love this person. But Asperger's autism and like a lot of these um so called um I forgot I forgot what the word is for them, but at the end of the day, they're they're looked they're looked at as their brains are unique and they're wired different and at times it works as an advantage. And for Temple Grandin, for Steve Jobs, for Einstein, it's proof it, it did. Like it's some people even with uh I guess I guess that is it's kinda crazy because old buddy from um A Beautiful Mind, I mean, he walked around and saw numbers and he was a schizo himself. But um like I said, it I I don't want to say that I agree with Kanye because I think his bipolar shit is just like his shit is like on some other shit, and I don't <laughs> think that it improves his music at all. But these other people, I think in a sense, it actually made them it made them successful, whether they believe it or know it or not. Mm-hmm. And Temple Grandin, if you check out some of her her interviews and some of her speeches, like she's gonna explain it way better than I do. I just I just know that I learned about her in college and then I was recently looking at some of her shit over the weekend. I was like, she, uh, she's inspiring. Uh, vegans won't like her, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, man, I, I've talked enough, man. I've talked <laughs> enough. I want to get to y'all food, man. I don't want to hold y'all <laughs> up, man. Hopefully this got you through that car ride. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I mean, you, I don't know where y'all driving to, but yeah. Usually, usually, usually you drive a solid hour. I, at least I do. Yeah, you do. I'm 30 minutes. I'm at least a solid hour. Jeez. You got any words of advice for the people out there, man? I always have words of advice for the people. You really do. That's that's that's, that's your thing, man. You're the man. Mm-hmm. You're the cornerstone of words of advice. <laughs> uh, let's see. My words of advice are... Actually, no. I don't have words of advice because y'all are going to do whatever you want to do anyways. <laughs> oh, we know this is very true. <laughs> so, therefore, just stop looking for, seeking that validation for other people to tell you that, hey, what you want to do is right. You know, yeah, you're going the right way because that's what you want to do. If you want to do that shit, then just do that shit. You don't need nobody else to co-sign that for you. That's all on you. Whether it's a bad decision or a good decision, if that's what you want to do, you do it because you control your own life. I like that. I like that. Um... Man, I'm, I'm gonna say I guess I I guess I still got a chip on my shoulder, so I'm a, my words of advice is just you know hey, for for people out there that are, you know in the relationship field, or you know single people whatever just out there you know looking for somebody, um, I I hate to look around and see people settling, and uh, I think I think uh, Janice Joplin said it best when she was like, uh, uh, you are what you settle for. So, I mean, if you, if you settle to be a fucking dishwasher, then it's on you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have the, you sh- you need to gain or develop the willpower to be strong enough to say, you know what, I'm not finna be a dishwasher. This is what I want. If this is what I want, this is what I'm waiting for. And if I don't get it, it's all good because I'd rather, I'd rather die or I'd rather be on this side of the dirt knowing that I lived a life that I didn't settle for. I lived a life that I wanted. Right. And I think that's real important because um, I look around and see a lot of people like, uh, that's one of, I just, that's I, I, I despise people that settle 
for bullshit especially so I, I i heard that earlier this week as well and i was like yeah i gotta make sure i remember that one um uh, and that's all i got bitches, all right, um, bitches. <laughs> shout out to remy uh no notes to self available on itunes title gotta listen to it i still gotta spotify you listen to it i've listened to some of it i, I haven't listened to all of it, it apple music bad bad I listen to it on Apple Music. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna be on here hopefully before the end of the year. I don't know. She might get the big head. Now. Yeah, she might be too big. She for might us. get the big head. She now. might be too big for us. <laughs> Who else? I got shout out. Uh, shout out J Mark. You ain't gotta Always. shout out nobody. I don't have to shout out people. But I like to shout out people from time to time. Anybody that's listening, man. I mean, drop a comment once again. You know, hit the phone line. Talk to us, man. Let us know how you feel. We have the usuals. You know, T with Monroe, you know, Crystal. We have the usuals, you know, Sean. It's it's fun to know because, I'll be honest with you, we see y'all. <laughs> like, we could just call y'all out, but we're not going to do that. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to, to you know, to, to be open. Like, don't be, don't be shy. Like, that's why we're here because we're regular folk and we have this platform and you never know. I mean, it. If if it gets bigger, you you can say, hey, I was a part of it. We ain't gonna be them type of niggas. It's gonna be like, no, nah, I don't fuck with y'all. You won't fuck with me before. Well, I'm gonna do some of y'all like that because some of y'all smart, <laughs> but uh, not everybody. But yeah, like you said, definitely shout out WWFLIP when Sir. we feel like it. Podcast when we broadcast when we. Yeah, he'll be out here soon. Like yeah, when we feel, I, I think it's when we fucking feel like it, right? I was trying to clean it up a little bit because oh, I don't want I don't want to steal his whole line like that. Yeah. Thing, but shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. But that's enough. That's enough. Thanksgiving. We're, yeah. That's enough of us giving thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do y'all do that at y'all house? No. Just go eat. No, somebody said prayer. Oh, say a prayer. Probably, probably me. Really? Yeah. You the man? I have a way with words. Uh, you do be lying. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But. Ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?